Hello, I'm Phil Croshaw from Geeky Group, and in this episode, we welcome Danny Davis from Blackburn Rovers. Enjoy. Danny, tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Danny Davis. Uh, I work at Blackburn Rovers. I'm the business development manager. Uh, I'm 40 years old. Uh, I've been here now for four years and I got the job because I complained that their business engagement was poor. We ask all our guests what success means to them. So what would you say that success means to you, Danny? Happiness. Success in a nutshell is happiness for me, my friends and my family. That's how I feel. One of the things again that I've learned this year is targets are something that you aim for, but once you get it, you set another target. So say for example, you wake up and you know you wanted that Ford Focus. Once you've got it, you then want that Ferrari. Then you've got it, you want that Lamborghini. They're important because that's what drives you, but my overall success is making sure that my kids have all got good jobs, they're happy, smiley, uh, and you know, you can have time to relax and just enjoy life. Because let's be honest, if you go back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, we didn't have all this. So this is all just material aspects that we've built as time's gone on. So yeah, success for me is happiness. You always come across as pretty ambitious. Would you say you've always been like that? If it goes back to, I suppose my father put it into me. My father owned a hotel. Uh, and he was always very much about making sure that people respected him to the point where he would never ask anyone to do anything he wouldn't do. So he would quite happily go and clean toilets, go and do everything else. And he was well respected within his area. And to be honest, that is a level of success. Now, okay, uh, in the end, we didn't have all the money and everything around it. But you know what? Around us, we had happiness. And that, again, is a measurement of success in my eyes. So drive... Uh, drive is for my kids you know if my kids can have what they want which again I fight with this in my own head all the time purely for the fact that I try and give the kids everything that I didn't get and I got quite a lot of stuff uh, but is that a good thing or a bad thing because if you spoil them how do they get up and drive for themselves so there's an, a an area that, that I fight with constantly every single day it's, totally it's Christmas, you know, I want to go and spend, I want to go and buy them everything. I want to go and buy them everything I can and watch the faces. But then does that teach them, you know, actually getting up and going out and doing the things that you need to do to go and get that? So there's an area that I look at. I watched, uh, I watched something the other day about some tribesman, uh, Moffat, who was on the jungle, who sat and she ended up taking the whole house as a tribe out there. They had the choice as this tribe, but they wanted to keep their history and their ancestry and everything going. So what they did is they sort of amalgamated the modern day with these people. Six-year-old childies woke up in the middle of the night to go and start the fire because the elders are cold in the hut. They always sleep in the same house. They don't have houses. They go out and collect water from all these different places. And there's an area that I think we do spoil our children, which is why they are becoming the way that they are. How do we stop that? I don't have the answers to that. It always feels as if people are becoming more entitled as time goes on. Is that something you would agree with? We don't help ourselves. They, we've already spoke about, you know, they can watch TV within an instant uh, and it's like, well, it's not working. Why is it not working? Why does this not give it to me? Why? And we sort of spoon feed our children that much that they're not 
they feel entitled to have everything on their doorstep straight away without actually going out and working for it. So there is a divide and it's hard to put in. We try and have, uh, I've got seven kids, and we do try and make sure that each child has certain jobs within the house, uh, but it's difficult because, you know, mums will always be mums and, and dads will always look at their little princesses and sort of do the stuff that they should be doing, really. <laughs> OK, so how do you approach business development at Blackburn Rovers? I've done a number of different things. Uh, one of the biggest bits that I look at is, again, branding. Branding is always important and making sure that, again, people feel engaged within the football club. The football club itself is a huge asset and a huge community asset. Uh, we've done certain things like I started a campaign two years ago called We Support Rovers and it was about making these stickers that we could go out and knock on the shops, businesses, everything out there and we took 30 odd people out. We went and knocked on the doors, we went into the shops, we put the sticker in that said We Support Rovers, we got a picture with them there, we promoted it through our social media channels because we've got huge followings here at Blackman Rovers. Uh, it gave them a little bit but it also got us to start talking to these people. Some of these people then came back and did some sponsorship with us. Some of these people came back and used corporate hospitality with us. The one that I'm setting up at the moment for next year, uh, it's 25 years since Blackburn Rovers won the Premiership. So I've actually gone and got a, a safety box all cut out in foam so the Premier League trophy can fit in it. I'm now contacting all our partners and sponsors and we're taking the Premiership on tour around their places, around their locations so that they can see, I mean, a lot of CEOs and stuff don't understand the power of football, or they might not be into it, but actually if you put that in their staff room uh, and you see how giddy the people become because they can have a photograph with the Premier League trophy with all their branding behind it, that's absolutely fine, uh, and make them feel part of that journey what we had 25 years ago. We got our uh, lad Lewis Holtby uh, and our goalkeeper from Canada to do some Lancashire accents, just for a bit of fun, put it out, unbelievable amounts of views it's it's crazy the sillier the dafter the thing the more people like it whereas if you put something out a bit plain Jane it doesn't really do much you know again information is key so we'll always we know that when we put our lineup out everybody wants to jump on that because everybody wants to know who's playing uh, when we get uh, something happens within the game a bit of controversy and we get to ask them at the end of the game that really works so we start to see trends and stuff that um, are working through. For me, media is now moving into big data. Uh, that big data is something that, again, I'm 40, like I said, so it's younger people understanding it, working it. It is a minefield at the moment for me. And actually being able to work through it and understand it and reuse it and put it back out there, it can be worked in the proper way, then I think it's just so strong and powerful. Uh, again, I've spoke about single sign-ons. I hate, I use my iPhone now so it just pitches my face and logs in because I can't be bothered remembering all the passwords, all the different tech, all the different things. Too many now. So actually if I had a single sign-on across and I could just move one password but then that changes for everything, it'd make life so much easier. So yeah. Do you think there's a real need to be a lot more proactive these days? Well, until we step back into the Premiership, We've got to go out and search and find every single person that comes here. Uh, every now and again, we'll get someone that will jump in, but a lot of it is us going out to them. You know, this isn't a place where, as time's gone on, that people will just, you know, oh yeah, can we come in and give you a few hundred thousand pounds for that? Uh, it's, it's not the way of the world anymore. Uh, we've also had to look quite smart in the way that we do things. So, again, showing people ROIs, changing things digitally, uh, showing analytics, 
it's a huge part now and media values is all part of what we have to do. So yeah, it's, it's completely changed. So it's not only winning the business, it's bringing the business in, looking after in it, servicing it, activating it. And I'll tell anybody that comes here that wants to do any form of partnership and sponsorship, don't sell at the fans, be a fan. Don't just come in and expect to stick a board outside in this beautiful stadium and expect it to work. You've got to pay some money and then you've got to activate it. You've got to be part of this. So if it is a board and you've got people come in, play a game with some people, put it out on social media, spot the board, uh, take a photograph with it, do some different bits, be inventive yourselves. It's not just about us, we're just, you know, one area of it. It's about integrating and working together to make sure these, it's why it's called a partnership. It's like anything else. Uh, and I've had these conversations a few times, you know, our job, as the old sayings come back, we can lead the horse to water. But you've got to make it drink, you know, and that's a huge part as well. We, if we send you, you know, 10,000 clicks onto your website, but your website has no, uh, you know, activation on it or no call to action or nothing to do when you get there, well, what was the point in sending all them people to you? It doesn't work. So we've got to check the whole process. The other thing as well, people try to put too much info into such a small block, where actually nowadays the easiest thing is, is something like Google. If I put your name in, in Google, where do I go? because it needs to be as quick, take away every wall, take away everything. If they can go straight to you, like what they've got and buy it, done. Obviously we all face difficult times and how do you personally stay motivated during tougher times? Well, my motivation has always been my kids. That's why I get up. You know, when I was, I lived in Tenerife for 10 years, uh, I had no kids. My motivation was getting up and having a beer, so I went on go. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> it's more getting out and going out and enjoying the sunshine and enjoying everything about it. But kids are my motivation. What do I do now when I have a really stressful day? I'll go home and meditate. And usually I'll take myself 15, 20, 25 minutes. I'll just take myself out. The biggest thing that I found about meditation is this. Well, the easiest example is this. If you've got a mobile phone and you use it over and over and over again, it slows down, you know, because that's got a memory in it. There's no difference with your brain. So if you don't defrag your brain and get rid of all that kind of stuff, then it's going to creep up on you and it's going to get on top of you. And that's when you start to crack. For me, I need to, a way of getting, at, getting rid of that. So I mo uh, meditate. I've not been able to run properly for the last year. I've only just started going back to the gym because I brought my pelvis in February. So all these kinds of things, I use the gym, running, tough mudders, uh, all them kinds of things to get rid of that, you know, build up of whatever it is that comes into you and crack on again. You know, at the end of the day, it's proven now that a lot of worries will sort themselves out and a lot of them don't end up becoming a worry anyway. So you've got to get past that and move on quickly. I know you're kind of into mindfulness nowadays. How did you actually get into it and start believing more in it? I've always liked to, uh, I find that when I come back off holiday, I'm at one of my most relaxed times. And that's usually when me and my good lady end up inviting someone in and we usually have our cards read or we do something like that. I've always found that quite intriguing, quite interesting. I was born and brought up at the Carstead Hotel at Worston at the bottom of Pendaloo. So we've always had the stories of witches, we've always had the stories around there. So there's always been something there. I wouldn't go and put myself a schmuck on and sit there and, you know, suddenly, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm quite a modern day person that tries to look at all this. I know in effect you're an employee but would you say that you have an entrepreneurial mindset? I try to look, uh, you know, as if this would be my business. And as this is my business, what would I do to try and make sure it moves? 
I've always been in a process that I like the idea that when you have a meeting uh, and I bring something to the table, say, look guys, we're going to spend £2,000 on this campaign and we put that £2,000 in the middle of the table. Go, right guys, that's your £2,000. Would you spend it on that or have you got some different ideas? And let people buy in because I don't know everything. Never claim to know everything. And actually understanding what other people's ups, downs, gripes are about these different things. I might not have seen a different angle that someone else might see. So yeah, I do like to look at it as quite entrepreneurial. One day, as I said, uh, I've always spoke with my sister about this. Hopefully we will have something that we'll drive for ourselves. But there's nothing better than being able to pick up the phone and ring someone and say, I'm calling from Blackburn Rovers Football Club. It does have a different power. Now hopefully I'll have a name one day that's bigger than Blackburn Rovers. Doubt it, but you never know. You Put yourself out there. And that's the other thing as well. Whereas you will know my missus uh, is now in her third year of business. So again, I think for me personally, it would have been absolutely crazy to go out and try and find something while she's setting up her business. So as time's going on and she's absolutely flying, you know, it may be my time to then step up and try and look for something for myself. But what is it? Where is it? You know, how does it work? The other thing as well, and I'll be totally honest, uh, I'm good at going out and talking to people. You know, the back-end admin and stuff, that's not me. <laughs> so I'd have to get the right team around me straight away to be able to do that, but I've identified that quite early. I'm a great believer in self-awareness and the importance of self-awareness. Would you say that your self-awareness is strong? The last few years, definitely. Uh, I've sat down, I've actually done a test with our psychologist at the academy uh, that identified a lot. And one of the things that it always said was you never give yourself time to breathe, eat and rest and let things that have happened in the day regurgitate, which is why one of the things I decided to do was it started off just being silent in the car on the way home. No music, no sounds, no nothing, no phone, everything off. Just to let everything through the day sort of go through. And then I've taken that to the next step with the meditation. And actually now, it's daft as it sounds, I like being able to sit back and actually look and see where or what or how I've done things. And actually be able to look at different people and go, oh, well actually, I wouldn't have done it that way, but I can see why they've done it that way. So yeah, it's understanding that a little bit more. I think you only get that with age. You know, if I'd have been able, if I could take one thing back to being younger, it would be that. Just being able to understand and just take my time a little bit more. Now, obviously you're very heavily involved in football. Is there anything that business can learn from football, do you think? I've seen it and witnessed it myself. When you get a team of people that are together, and again, it comes back again, I suppose, to that energy, everything that runs around that community aspect, that thing that pulls together. When you get a team that works hard for each other, so whether you drop a ball or whether you drop something, someone else can pick it up or point it out to you, and you can work together in sync, that relates from sports to any sport, into business, uh, into family life, into communities. It's that whole bind of togetherness. Uh, you look at Sheffield United at the moment, They've got the same team as what they were playing last year, mostly. Uh, they've got, you know, lads in football ages over 30, you know, you nearly passed it. Uh, they've still got them as their strike force. But that bond and that togetherness is they fight for each other every single game. And when you get that, it's so important. You've got to keep hold of it as much as you can and add the right dynamics into it that can only drive it onto the next part. Uh, it's just so important. 
what leadership attributes have you seen in the best football managers? Those uh, that can hold that line of still having the respect that people understand that they are the manager, but yet still feeling that you can go in and have full respect for them and still have an open, honest conversation with them, uh, but still know that, you know, these guys are your bosses. You know, and having that sort of blend there is such an important part. And once you sort of get that, that again sort of builds that bond between everybody. I mean, let's be totally honest, not everybody will get on with everybody. That, that's just a fact of life. But if you can get on with most people and you can still be that respected person who can, who then if you ask them to do something, they will wholeheartedly go in and do that for you. That's so important. It can sometimes be seen as a bit warm and fluffy, but do you think emotional intelligence now has a bigger part to play in management? I think managing everywhere, uh, total dynamics. I mean, I, a lot of people don't like Donald Trump, you know, and I use Donald Trump as an example, purely for the fact of Donald Trump is only where he is because of the people that he surrounds himself with. Donald Trump probably does never, ever, ever sat down and done a tax cheat, you know. He's probably never even been to his bank to pay money in but he's got a team around him that's got his back 100%. Within that dynamic, there will be some very different emotional people. Uh, and again, being able to understand and identify that quite early and just being that person that can go over and put an arm around someone and make someone feel better and make someone know that someone's thinking of them. Some people don't need it. Every now and again, personally, uh, I get success from closing a deal, making it successful and actually then converting it in the following year. I don't need someone to be coming over uh, every five minutes going, oh, you've done a great job, that's not for me. Just someone to know it and go, you did well there, that'll do for me. You know, it's just that one little bit of acknowledgement. But again, everybody's different. And this is why it's important these days to understand that you get the right dynamics within that team to pull it together. I think that's the, the beauty about, you know, the way that we live, uh, the way that people react to certain things and you know we all have good days and bad days I've never held a grudge I don't keep things long I can have an argument with my sister and be on the phone with her five minutes later like nothing had ever happened life's too short for that you know sometimes you just need someone to be able to express your feelings your opinions your angers uh, whatever it is to get rid of it but don't hold on to it you know I think that's again success to having good relationships you know as you can't your dynamics every single day people wake up and are slightly different to the day they were before so then dynamics will always sort of come together at some point if you keep hold of them then it's just going to change you uh, so you've got to sort of accept it and just go with it you sort of ease and flow <laughs> gotta go with stuff these days is a difficult one have you got any thoughts on the future of football to be honest with you i don't because the premier league is just consumed by I mean there was a chart that came out the other day and you know the top I think it was the top 11 teams in there you know they're owned by billionaires now multi-billionaires I think Wolves are something like 9.6 billion pounds it's a massive massive money maker the problem that is is it's dividing itself so far away from that championship whereas you've got 120 million pounds in the premiership TV rights 12 in the championship so that jump, everybody in the championships trying to drive forward to jump into that next part. Financial fair play, well, when we came from League One, 
you know, was the seven million TV rights to 12 million? Well, then two, three teams that just got dropped from the uh, Premiership down into the Championship were starting on 40 million pounds each. So how's that financial fair play? It doesn't quite equate. But there's a lot of discussion going on around that. There's a lot of meetings. It's, it's a tough gig, you know, it's like anything else. How are you going to please everyone? What are you going to do with it? Uh, it's interesting to watch. I love football, but then I also love rugby, hockey. I love all sports. I love anything that you can get involved in this. And again, there's nothing more than that feeling walking away when you've done that hard work, you've done that graft all week, and you walk away with the points. That's what it's about. Brilliant. If you had to give people just two tips based on your experience about how to achieve greater success and fulfilment, what would they be? Work to live, you don't live to work. And number two, you're always looking out. Stop looking out for a minute and look inside. This part in here is one of the most important assets and tools that you will ever have. And unless you know how you can understand yourself, rather than always looking out on the world, then our people, and understanding how people see you, it's so important. This is your biggest muscle in your whole body. And if you go to the gym, you go train, you go do anything, don't forget to train this. It's just so important.